Welcome back. This is your buddy, JR, from How Sweet the Sound. You know, I am really getting the opportunity to flex my interviewing skills. Thank you, Pastor G. Maybe. <laughs> uh, but we are so highly blessed and grateful to have some of the guardians of our community here. Now, I want you to, I want to emphasize all of the supermen don't wear capes. A lot of them wear blue uniforms. We have with us today Commander Jefferson from the Northwest District of the Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department. And we have Captain Chris. Chris Captain Chris Boomershine. No one was injured in, in the recording of this podcast. Thank you, gentlemen, for stopping by. Thanks for inviting us. Appreciate thanks, it. Thanks for having us. We are so honored to have you with us in the midst of our community engagement. Let me start off asking you, why is it important that these types of things happen? From a police point of view. Well, from a police point of view, if you look at the media, it have the media would have you believe that that there's nobody around that cares Mm -hmm. because the crime is so bad, Mm -hmm. and it's important for me to see people in the neighborhood that actually care about where they live. Yes. Okay, and that gives officers, guys like me on the street, incentive also to know that hey, there are people that care about this neighborhood around here. Yes. Know, what's going on? So, so I think it's important for the community to care, the neighborhood to care for where they live. Mm-hmm. Okay, that sets the example for other neighborhoods around here, as well as officers. So, I think it's really important. That is important. Uh, everyone, of course, is always in a tither or upset when they see the the news reports about crime crime but there's there's a role that the police department plays there's a role that the community has to play could you uh, give us a few details on how the community needs to become engaged so we can work in partnership and not act like we're on different sides of the fence okay let's go back to the media for a second okay what's their job News. Okay, they're in the business to make money. Yeah, absolutely. And if those reports don't bleed somewhere, yeah, they don't lead. So they, so that's what they're interested in. Right, right. Okay. You've heard of the broken window theory. No, okay. well, don't tell me that's, about it. That's the theory. For example, if you've got a, a vacant house, mm-hmm. run down, grass overgrown, that gives the impression or interpretation that hey, people don't care. Right. So then you see trash dumped. And so on. Yeah, yeah. So this is the same thing. A neighborhood that, that where people have the impression, or or the, the criminals have the impression that people don't care, they're going to keep coming into that neighborhood mm-hmm. and, and violating people's rights, not respecting mm-hmm. people's uh, uh, rights to to walk around here free from having bullets flying around at them. And, yeah, and so yeah. On. We we like that right. So I always say you could put a policeman on every corner, mm-hmm. every corner, but. If you don't have the people that actually live there mm-hmm. that are willing to say, hey, we're not going to put up with that, you know, the police can only yeah. do so much. We as a police department cannot arrest our way out of this issue. This is really, I mean, it's a social issue. Yes. Okay. Parents being parents. Yes. It's, you know, it's got to start in the home. Yes. Okay. Uh, reading to your kids, giving, uh, letting them know how important that education is, teaching them right from wrong. Self-respect, respect for each other. 
Okay, respect for other people's property. It starts at home. Absolutely. Okay, so the police come in, and we're having to deal with that issue after the fact. Mm-hmm. And then people start going to jail and so on. And like I said, we cannot arrest our way out of this whole thing. No, no, no. It, it's to too large. Right, we need to help other community. You know, mm-hmm. I will say that since uh, Pastor G has started his campaign here, uh, since what last Friday? Yes, we haven't had uh, a shooting in this area. Look at God. Okay, Amen. Look at God. Okay, so and maybe it's the tent. The tent needs to stay up more than thirty days. If that's <laughs> oh, don't say that <laughs> okay. to Pastor G. If that's what's doing it. Okay. Yeah, but attention needs to be drawn, and that's what he's doing. Uh huh. That's absolutely. Uh, you had something you wanted to uh, add, Captain. Yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll just uh, add on to what the commander said. He he cares deeply about reducing crime in the community, and since our arrival last September, that's been a high priority. And we've been able to produce um, numbers that show that we are reducing crime. But you mentioned having uh, everyone engaged, and mm-hmm. that that is um, the biggest part of accomplishing this mission is getting everyone engaged, be it the police or the residents. Um, we need to get everyone engaged in things like crime watches. They need to call when they see something suspicious rather than say, eh, maybe somebody else will call. No, um, if not you, then who is going to call yeah. to stop the surge of crime that we've seen since 2013 in our city? And so by getting crime watches started in neighborhoods that we previously didn't have any, and we've, and we've had a lot of people come out and say, I want to know who the officer is in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And we're establishing those relationships with the officers on all the different shifts with the residents. And so we've had some really good starts. We've got a new crime watch specialist at the district uh, that we recently hired, and she is doing an excellent job in getting the message out that uh, every neighborhood should have a crime watch so that they can become aware of crime trends, how to prevent crime, uh, who to call for other problems that are uh, quality of life issues, be it uh, an abandoned house or illegally parked vehicles. All those things need to be addressed. And you know, as the watchmen and women of IMPD, we need men and women in the streets to, to watch as well and help us. Exactly, exactly. Uh, I believe I, uh, I've heard someone say the buzzword is, if you see something, say something. Because, yep. as you mentioned, there, policemen can't be on every corner. So it is imperative for us as a community to step up and do our part. Um, also, I know uh, IMPD is very, very interested in doing, not that policing isn't positive, but you like to be involved in things that don't involve handcuffs. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Like uh, and let's let's I keep using the media for example uh-huh. because that's all you see. Uh huh. Whenever you see the media, somebody's getting killed or badly injured or or somebody's being put in handcuffs. Mm-hmm. That is a small fraction of policing. Mm-hmm. Okay. In in community policing, you have to get out and be able to talk to people. People have to feel comfortable talking to you. Mm-hmm. And those aren't adversarial situations. Okay. No. We, um, one, some of those things that we're doing out on this district is we're, we're doing what's called donuts with the cop. Okay. We go into the schools, our schools right around here. I've done them at each one of the schools over here. And we go in the morning and we have orange juice and uh, 
donuts with the kids. And we're sitting there just talking, you know, about school, about what their, what their futures are like. But it's a chance for them to, to see a person in a, you know, an authority figure. Yes. And they're not scared to death. Yes. You know, so that kind of stuff there. And you, and you can't measure it right then. You don't get that instant measurement. Mm-hmm. But two or three or four years down the road is when you'll see, you know, that child will remember, hey, you know, I had... I had a donut, donut with you. Right. There's no need to be afraid of them. You know. Planting the seeds that grow into beautiful community relationships and, and, and mutual respect and interaction. Because when you see somebody that you had a donut with, you know, perhaps right. you can talk to them before they get into a situation where the handcuffs have to come out. And you know what's good about this is that these are neighborhood schools here. Mm-hmm. That means that those kids, they're the ones that are walking to school. They're the ones that live around there. The same ones that the officers are run into in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, you're going to see that measure right now, mm-hmm. but you'll see it down the road. So. And, and that's very, very important. I also know that um, IMPD is looking for a few good men. Can I say oh, no that? Doubt about it. Let, I'm sorry, I said that sexist. Please right. forgive me. It's looking for a few good people. There you go. I like that better. T- t- tell us what, if, if there's some people listening who want to become policemen, What what's the process? Where I start? Well, you know, and I got I did a career day over at the school there at um, 21st and Sugar Grove. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I did a career day there. Uh-huh. And uh, the first thing I asked him was, how many of you all want to be police? And it was probably 30 kids in his class. And maybe one or two of them raised their hand because uh-huh. they weren't really sure. Uh-huh. So I let them know that, hey, you've already started on your road because you're in school trying to get your education. Mm-hmm. Okay. Staying out of trouble. Mm-hmm. Listening to your parents. Learning how to follow those rules that will keep you from making mistakes that you can't come back from. And we all right. make mistakes. Yeah. But what you don't want to do is make that mistake that you can't come back from. Yeah. So they've started on the road already, so maybe they'll decide to be a policeman, maybe not. Okay? And at any rate, the next thing you got to gotta have is a, is a servant's heart. Important. You have to want to serve. This job that we do is not a job for everybody. No, Lord. Okay? But the first thing you want to have is, is that desire to serve people. Because that's what we're here about. It's not just about drawing a paycheck here. No, okay? it couldn't it's, be. Right. It, it's just, uh, nobody, nobody doing this job is going to be rich. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but being the desire to serve. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, some people think, well, I, you know, I got to go and get my degree to criminal justice. Not true. The Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department will teach you how to be a policeman. The academy is, what, six months, six months long. Mm-hmm. It involves physical training it involves criminal law uh everything you need to know learn about being a police officer will be taught to you in the academy but there's certain things you have to bring with it uh, yes okay a clean record okay <laughs> okay uh valid driver's license a high school diploma those basic things there okay. and you have to be physically fit mm-hmm. okay so don't tell me you want to be a policeman if uh you're sitting on the couch and you're not out here running and doing push-ups and sit-ups. Well, that's not really what you want to do. No, you okay. might want to find another path. Well, or, you know, cha- change what you're doing. Absolutely. Okay? You can't tell me you want to be a doctor and then don't want to go to school. No, that that no. doesn't work. No, or that you're so, afraid of blood. That's not going right. to work. So, so we talked about having that desire to serve first. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, and then following those rules, staying out of trouble. Okay, mm-hmm. basic character stuff. Mm-hmm. Lying, cheating, stealing, showing respect to people, all those things. Mm-hmm. Okay, getting that high school diploma for one. You know, it's always good. That higher education is always good. But for this police department, high school diploma is what you need. And the high school diploma indicates that you have the ability to complete tasks. Yes. To accomplish goals. Important in all careers, but especially as a police. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Especially as Now, a you police. have to be 21 also. Okay. Okay, so usually the average person will graduate from high school when they're 17, 18 years old. Uh-huh. So you've got some time at 21 now. I will tell you this, a lot of 21-year-olds don't have that life experience yet mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to become a police officer. Okay, okay. Okay, so you get that life experience by working, being out in the work you know, in the work mm-hmm. environment, learning Good. how to deal with people, learning how to prioritize, learning how to, to settle conflicts without without violence mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that's part of our job is to sell these conflicts without putting someone in jail without mm-hmm. having to chase someone down or whatever you know but those are all things that you learn through life experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. excellent excellent point uh, let me ask you captain boomshine boomershine i knew i was captain chris <laughs> that's, that's fine captain go. chris is fine <laughs> captain chris b um what made you decide you wanted to be a policeman? You know, I think um, I was heavily influenced as a child by uh, men that I saw in law enforcement. Um, I played uh, Pee Wee football as a child, and I had uh, a good friend of the family who was with the uh, Department of uh, Natural Resources mm-hmm. um, that I knew. Uh, he, he was a positive influence on my life. Also, uh, an Indiana State Trooper was was a coach in my Pee Wee football okay. uh, league, and and certainly he had a positive influence. Um, my family has also been involved in law enforcement to some degree, with uh, my father having been a deputy prosecutor. And, okay, uh, I had a grandfather who was an elected prosecutor. Okay, so yeah, I had family and friends. Service was in the family genes pool. Yes, and and my dear mother is a retired school teacher. So oh lord. Somebody else who doesn't make nearly enough money. Yes. So we've, we've talked about how our uh, our listeners can possibly, the groundwork, the foundation they need to lay in order to go into law enforcement. And we talked about some of the motivations. Uh, let's, one more fact. I know you guys have things to do. <laughs> You might like to sit here and chit chat with me all day, but you got one or two things. Yeah, you yeah, need to yeah. Take we might care have of. to move along. <laughs> so we're not going to prolong the time, but I want to ask you if someone sees uh, something going on and they want to say something, but they're afraid. What's the procedure? Because you know, a lot of times I, I know uh, people are scared that they're going to be repercussions. You're going put me up on television and then the bad guys are going to come find me before we get to court you know we've all seen the movies yeah and that's a you know that's a common question at, at the committee meetings i go to well we're afraid of retaliation we you know we don't want to call the police because somebody will come and do something to us and i'm telling you that's a legitimate that's a real fear mm-hmm. okay of course we always want an eyewitness mm-hmm. as officers that's what we want but you have to live in that community. That's not mm-hmm. the safest thing for you to do, you or your family. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 
one thing you can do is when you call 911, first thing you say is, hey, I want to be anonymous. I don't want the police to come to my door. The officer will not come to your door. Here's what I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next thing you can do is you can, uh, we have Crime Stoppers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crime Stoppers now is so advanced that you can put, put an app on your phone. You know, everybody loves apps for the phone. Yeah. <laughs> you can send pictures, oh. video, just by doing that. Okay. Crime Watch. Organized crime watches in your neighborhood. If I'm a, uh, a person that's out to steal items out of a car, mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find that quiet neighborhood. I'm going to walk through pulling doors, see who's leaving their doors open. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to come back and do that every day like it's a full-time job. Now, Isn't that amazing? If I know that somebody's going to call the police on me. And they're going to ride through the neighborhood. They are probably not going to come back to that neighborhood. And they're mm-hmm. going to tell their friends, their other criminal friends, that, hey, if you go in that neighborhood, the police are going to show up. They're going to go where where it's presumed that people don't care. Okay. It's like we yeah. said earlier. Full circle. Full circle. So, organized crime watch. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's another way of, of doing that. Now, when we go to crime watch meetings, so, you know, um, we pass out our information. For example, my phone number's on there, email's on there. My crime watch coordinate or my crime watch or community relations supervisor, Sergeant Grimes, all his information is on there. You can always email any of us with issues that you have. Um, you know, there's several ways of doing that without having fear of retaliation. Now, if you you call Crime Stoppers and you report something, and you know, a few days later. SWAT comes in and kicks somebody's door and you go out there and you say, see, I knew you. Well, okay. <laughs> well, now, see. Okay. That, that's your fault. There you go. So you can stay behind your curtains yeah. or behind your blinds. But you know we're peeping out. Because <laughs> that, that, the so, red lights are flashing. Okay, but that that's okay. Nobody is seeing you. Right, right. Okay, so yeah, that's... You know, so I've given you three ways now of Excellent. calling and being, and being anonymous and not having fear of that retaliation. Because it can be done. It can be done. Uh, and the one thing I want to make sure that our audience gets from our conversation today is uh, it's trite, it's a cliche now, but it still works. If you see something, say something. Yes. Career in law enforcement is possible if you lay your correct foundation. And last but not least, the police are here to be part of our community and part of our solution. They're not the adversary. We're not on opposite sides. Unless no. you're doing something that's illegal. <laughs> that's a whole other story that we're not talking about today. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking time to sit down and talk with us. We have been talking with Commander Jefferson and Captain Chris Boomershine from the Northwest District of Indianapolis Municipal Police Department. Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department. Or if you just say IMPD, everybody know. Because it did. It, it used to be just IPD. Right. I'm that old. Mm-hmm. So I always right. have to throw the M in and then my mind's like, what? Everybody knows who it is. Yeah. The Indianapolis Police. Let's just okay. there you go. go less formal. Thank you for taking the time to meet with us. This is your friend, J.R. Say, signing off for now.